Welcome to Days of Update for August 7th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Ologi. I'm Brandon Parkins. And I'm Dan Victoria. And yeah, we're back after an unexpected break as we had recording issues last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kept us from doing a full episode, so uh, we decided to just take the break, take the L, and come back yeah. a week Fortunately, later. Fortunately, we didn't have a whole lot that we really needed to talk about last week, so... Yeah, but we still have quite a bit to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got your subscription services with new stuff to check out. Yep. Uh, a couple bits of Sony firmware news for the PS5, good and bad. Mm. Uh, let's see here. We have some stuff that has released on the Switch that is of interest to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few dates here for people to check out. Some stuff that's been announced at Bit Summit, the Japanese indie uh, conference. Mm-hmm. That is neat looking, as well as uh, a big uh, Pokemon Direct with uh, a lot of information for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, mm-hmm. as well as some other news here, including a return of Activision Blizzard's uh, shit news mm-hmm. of the week here. So, But before we get to that stuff, we'll talk about what we've been playing, uh, and I'll kick it off here. I have Beaten Power Wash Simulator on PC, uh, on Steam specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, got through that whole uh, last map, which is a doozy of one. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest one in the game. It definitely feels like it. Uh, it has a, a really nice ending, as well as some, some fun credits and uh, maybe even a post-credit scene in there. Mm-hmm. As, they, as the devs kind of nod to a conclusion of a, a major sort of story arc that has mm-hmm. happened over the course of a good chunk of that game, mm-hmm. but uh, I have started the Xbox version or the the PC Xbox version because mm-hmm. uh, the the Xbox version there are going to be some achievements there that are going to be very hard to do. Oh yeah, uh, especially with the uh, challenges mm-hmm. where they do not change the times between the PC version and the console version. Yeah, and <laughs> those controls going to make a lot of the timed ones very difficult. Oh, yes. Uh, so I'm like, nope, not going to try to complete some of this stuff mm. uh, that way. So I'll work on it in my own way with the just mouse and keyboard on PC, because that's just the superior way to play it, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the, the way that the achievements are all set up. Oh, yeah. Uh, but let's see. Also, been playing some American Truck Simulator because they released their first big DLC in a while, mm. which adds Montana to the game. Mm. Uh, they have basically all of the states west of Texas. Uh, if you know your U.S. map, essentially north of Texas, like a big straight line, yeah, uh, separating all of those states from you know your Dakotas, Nebraska, and Kansas, Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. Texas are all kind of in a northern line mm-hmm. together. So uh, Montana sort of completes that. Texas is the next DLC. I, I think that's going to be out sometime later this year. Uh, but Montana, you know, it's got a, a bunch of cities. Uh, they have a big event going on right now where you just basically have to deliver stuff to any of the, I think it's 15 cities they have in the game for Montana. And it has to be... Deliveries of at least 100 miles uh, to any of those cities or from those cities, 
because uh, sometimes there are just not many going out of the the bigger city or the smaller cities to uh, other places. So, uh, but I've gotten about half of it done. I think it's twelve you have to get. Um, so I'm looking forward to exploring more of it. But yeah, they've added a bunch of uh, you know points of interest where it shows you some some good like uh, sweeping camera shots of these areas of Montana. Some really nice stuff there. So yeah, looking forward to playing some more of that. But uh, yeah, that is out now. And let's see. Also been playing some more Horizon Forbidden West. Jump back into that. Uh, looking for something new to play. And that has been uh, a lot of fun. I've basically gotten to the point where they lay out a bunch of lore uh, as a, uh, and sort of set your path for the rest of the game, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that uh, is fun, especially now that I probably put a good 20 hours into it already. Yeah. Where now it's just sort of like, hey, here's here's the rest of this game uh, that you've been slowly jumping into. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially as they reveal like, oh, this uh, there's this area south of us in this desert area. It used to be called Las Vegas. Maybe you should check that out. Uh, and that kind of stuff, as uh, as I cover a good part of the the west uh, of the U.S. Uh, of yeah. the U.S. Yeah, that uh, that's been a lot of fun, and also been playing some more Into the Breach with their new advanced edition mm-hmm. stuff. I've uh, been doing some stuff on Switch and PC. I've been played a good few hours of that last night, especially because it's pretty easy to just have the the game in windowed mode and kind of just. Uh, Continually go through fights and all that, mm-hmm. and trying out some of these other uh, mech units I haven't really tried before, and definitely uh, enjoying that a lot. So definitely recommend checking that out if you have not. Uh, also been going back into Fortnite, as there's a bunch of stuff going on there, and the uh, unlocking the Indiana Jones stuff that's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, working on the the second part of that where you get. Uh, another version of Indiana Jones where he's uh, kind of the uh, slightly injured uh, but sexier version of Indiana Jones. Uh, kind of like where he's got like one of the shoulder, the sleeves ripped off of his shirt kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, and just playing a bunch of other stuff in there as I'm working my way through it. Um, that's still still fun season there. Uh, yeah. Let's see. And last one, Rocket League, still continuing with that. Uh, completed all of the the challenges for this week as we got like maybe three more weeks of this season to go. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how that all goes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's been pretty much it for me. So how about you, Brandon? Uh, well, um, like you, I'm also playing Power Wash Simulator. I have not finished it yet, but I have gotten pretty far into it and uh yeah that other part of the story arc that they basically like start making it a lot more shall we say uh obvious <laughs> than when the game starts because when the game starts there's this whole thing about like oh the mayor's lost his cat and everybody's losing their crap trying to find it and you know occasionally you'll like see like paw prints here and there and People have also said that you can occasionally actually, like, find the cat itself, um, which I've never managed to do. Um, But, yeah, uh, there comes a point when you start having to 
there's like this archaeologist that started finding stuff like you know outside of town and it's like yeah, yeah and that's the point where it's like oh so they are going to be bringing the volcano into this because the whole game as you're playing it there's literally and like in most of the outdoor stages there's an out there's a there's an active volcano that's always smoking in the background um yeah and they finally bring that into it and yeah it's um I I will say so far the biggest like most elaborate like most work I've had to do so far on any particular level was the uh, the the subway station. Yep. Because yeah, because the subway station is extremely elaborate compared to all of the other areas that you've had to do. The only thing you can really compare it to is the washroom that that dude decided to buy because he thought he was going to turn it into a club or something. Yeah. Um, because it's an all-enclosed space, and you have to literally have to have to wash every single feet, you know, inch on the entire map that you're there. Yeah. Like literally everything: the floor, you know, the the like tiled floor, the tracks, the floor in between the tracks, the signal lights, all the signs, and the map, and you know the apparatus that the maps are stored in, and you know, the benches and all this stuff. And that includes, you know, the ceiling <laughs> and all of this. And it suddenly brings up like a new thing I had not encountered at that point, which is I'm pretty sure it was like either like oil or like gasoline or something or some sort of uh, liquid stain that like a regular thing would not get out. You had to use uh, either, you know, whatever particular, uh, you know, soap that you can get that's particular containing on, you know, what it's made out of, or you had to, you know, use the direct, you know, the red, the, uh, the red spout to like get it. And eventually, you know, I did manage to unlock the, uh, the, the trident spout, which, uh, which made it a heck of a lot easier. Um, yeah, yeah cause that, that, that trident spout really does come in, handy in a lot of those later levels um especially when there's like a lot of like lot there's like a lot of little spaces and stuff that you need to wash you know in between things um yeah and uh yeah the, then it's just the game suddenly goes on this bizarre like just thing where it's like oh yeah so that thing that you've been seeing in the background this whole time yeah, it turns out that's actually a major plot point here. So have fun. Um, yeah. And, um, but yeah, so um, I've been playing that. Um, and yeah, I think I'm actually really close to the end now. Um, What's the map you're working on right now? Uh, well, damn. Uh, I didn't get to play it last night because, you know, obvious reasons. Uh, but, um,. Let's see. I think the last thing I did was the giant hand. Okay. Yeah, that's pointing towards the area where the volcano is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty close to the end now. Yeah, that's the last set of stages there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, other than that, I finished uh, the first Evil Within. Um, 
uh, yeah, that game uh, pretty much confirmed what I had been um, kind of suspecting, which is that basically the whole game is taking place inside like a like a sort of like what they sometimes call like a lotus eater machine, where it's basically like you're stuck in a machine that's simulating another reality. Um, and you find out like what its nature is and why it is that everything's just constantly twisting around. And so I finished that, and uh, so I decided to start up the sequel, uh, The Evil Within 2. And just right off the bat, I could tell you this game, uh, the voice acting is far superior <laughs> to the first one. Because in the first one, the guy, and I know I kept harping on this, but it's true. In the first one, the guy that you're playing as um, is constantly, like, he, he doesn't emote like a character in a survival horror game is supposed to emote. He constantly is like this gritty and gruff, like, detective character. And this just isn't that type of game. And this time, I guess they changed the voice actor because he sound he is a lot more believable this time around. Like he's still gruff and everything, but he actually acts like a person who had basically just went through a living nightmare in a dream machine. Um, and yeah, the game is it's. It's also, like, the game just off the bat is a lot stranger and a lot more open-ended, too. Uh, because this time around, unlike in, like, the first game where you're basically just going through a sequence of, like, bizarre, sort of vaguely related environments, in this one, there's actually, like, a bit of continuity where you're going through this uh, place that's basically called Union, which is, like, a simulated dream version of, like, just a quiet suburban town, except something has gotten into it and has started to, like, corrupt it from the inside out. So it's kind of Silent Hill-esque, um, and it is just phenomenally creepy. Um, I'm already loving this a lot more than the first one, and I like the first one. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. So, Dan Reb, what about you? Yeah, uh, I've been playing a good amount of stuff. Um, after getting back from Comic-Con a couple of weeks ago, um, I started and finished Stray. Mm-hmm. Um I talked about it the other week, but obviously we lost all that content. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Stray was one of those games that I've been looking forward to ever since it was first announced on the uh, the PS5. And and yeah, I think like by now, pretty much everything that was released or shown on that first event has been released now. So like we're at that point where it's like we're ready for phase mm-hmm. two. But anyway, um, yeah, Stray isn't a game that um, I ended up loving from beginning to end. Uh and the main reason being is just, I guess, I'm just fed up with that kind of world. Um, like, it was, a, it was an absolute joy, like, using the cat and, like, um, you know, um, making use of all the uh, platform features. But the, the, the actual uh, gameplay itself pretty much ran its course pretty quickly for me to the point where, I don't know, I just found it kind of boring. Um, the bulk of the exploration is going to be fetch quests where you're looking for a few items before moving on. And it's really all about exploration. And I just wasn't really uh, too enthusiastic about exploring another post-apocalyptic robot world. Um, This is one of the reasons why, um, while I liked it, I wasn't like as gung-ho about um, Nier Automata um, as like most people uh, who like share my uh, sentiment with like, you know, um, 
that world should. So yeah, like Stray is solid. It's a, it's maybe like six hours to play through um, the first time around. But even though the platinum is a little bit on the easy side, I don't plan on uh, doing it again. Primarily because there's one trophy where you have to beat the game in under two hours. And while it's definitely possible, I don't know. I just felt like I was just going through the motions of uh, going through that game from top to bottom, and I just don't want to go through it again. So um, it's probably like a two and a half, three star game for me. Um, aside from that, I've also been playing uh, Live Alive. Mm-hmm. Live Alive. I have no idea how this game is pronounced. Um, and I haven't um, really scratched the surface uh, too much aside from um, what I played with the demo. So with the demo, I uh, uh, played all those three core, uh, three paths. And the one I'm working on right now is the one in um, in China mm-hmm. where you have to use the sheep. And, um, yeah, like it's, it's it's really solid so far, but this uh, particular chapter is... Uh, really just battle after battle after battle after battle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, again, I'm just like uh, going through the motions there. And I know that each chapter uh, changes drastically. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, just a whole lot of meat with this one. So um, hopefully I get through this chapter today so I can work on something else. But, you know, it's, it's useful in the sense where um, you figure out the battle system pretty early. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the most part, like it, it uses sort of... Uh, um sort of an RTS grid like similar to like Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Um except that uh it's it just feels more naturally turn based and it's um really really solid. Yeah. Um what's different about it though is that that Shifu is uh he's he's a little overpowered so he pretty much just kills everybody uh he faces uh pretty easily and then the people you have in your party are a little bit weaker yeah. so it's good to have them just uh focus on stuff and i noticed that they were weaker because they were they were dying rather easily and what i didn't know was that um if they die you could still heal them with a regular healing item so uh there's no like phoenix downs or anything like that yeah. so i found that pretty useful and it was it was a good way to learn because like um as far as the way i play rpgs i try not to use any items unless i absolutely have to like especially like when I was trained to you know let's let's not let's let's make sure we're conserving all of our magic let's make sure we're not using all of our items that actually uh, heal every stat you can possibly heal unless you need that till till the very end yeah. and um, yeah I know that you know these items are probably not going to be there when we get to the next chapter so we might as well use them. Um, correct me if I'm wrong there, Brandon, but uh, yeah so there's that and uh i don't know which one i'll do next i'll probably go with the western uh one next or i might even go with the uh uh the future one just because i heard that one or just from the demo there was no battles there so i'd assume that's that's going to be all story but uh yeah we'll we'll see from there uh i'm having fun but i'm not like pulled in uh just yet Mm -hmm. uh and then lastly uh i'm actually playing (laughs) playing it right now as we speak uh the new mario kart 8 deluxe dlc Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, they, they released, uh, the turnip cup and the propeller cup mm-hmm. and yeah, um, they're, they're real, they're really, really fun. Uh, I actually just got through with the turnip cup. Uh, this, uh, particular cup is the New York minute level from, um, Mario Kart tour. And that's just basically, you know, um, New York. So you're going through the city as well as what looks like central park. Um, and the, the course design is interesting in the sense where, um, there are multiple paths to take, so it's really um, kind of similar to the Yoshi's uh, uh, the, the Yoshi level from um, 64, which they actually they actually did redo in this game. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that one's pretty fun, and every lap feels different just depending on how you go through it. Um, and then there's Mario uh, Circuit Three um, from the SNES, and those are pretty much standard. There's there's nothing really to talk about there. You can use your 
boost mushrooms to just go through the grass to make sure you just cut corners. And then the Calamari Desert. Um, this is a classic from the N64. Um, and if I remember correctly, that was the last course in the Mushroom Cup, which was like the easiest uh, one available. And from what I remember, it was pretty boring. Like, you know, it's just a desert you go through and there's a train that goes through around the course. And I remember when I was a kid, I would explore through the tunnel to see if there were any secret shortcuts there. And while you could go through the tunnel, there was like nothing there. You do that, you're going to lose the mm-hmm. race. Um, in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, there's actually a cutoff path where you can jump off a ramp and go into the tunnel. And while the tunnel doesn't necessarily uh, do things any faster or slower, it is more dangerous because one, you have the train there to worry about. Mm-hmm. And then two, um, there's also some items there. So if you need like um, extra items to get through on the main track, um, it definitely you know increases that sense of exploration. So I'm glad they built upon that. That, that, that was awesome. And then there's Waluigi Pinball, which in my opinion was the best um, uh, level in, in, in the DS version of the mm. game. So that's fine. And then moving over to, to the Propeller Cup, uh, we have the Sydney Sprint, which was also in the mobile game. Uh, Snowland from the Game Boy Advance, which I think was nothing special. Uh, Mushroom Gorge on the Wii, which is different for me because I never actually owned the Wii version of the game. And then the highlight here is Sky High Sunday. Sky High Sunday is an original course, and it's basically what you think. It's a a whole bunch of ice cream in the sky. And the course design is pretty much reminiscent of what you see in Fall Guys or like the new uh, Kirby game that's supposed to come out sometime this summer. Very colorful very dangerous you can fall off really easily and um yeah it's it, it's really intense mm. so yeah um so far i'm really loving uh what's going on with this uh mario kart dlc and th- th- there's still still so much more that we have left so i'm looking forward to the rest and um that's about it all right all right so yeah let's get to some uh new stuff here it is a new month uh you have some new stuff you can grab on your subscription services Yep. If you have not done so yet, uh, let's see here. Uh, for PlayStation Plus, they have three games that are really quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. First up here is the PS5 and PS4 version of Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game that kind of takes the series into a new direction with a sort of turn-based RPG system. Yep. Uh, and very much is kind of a parody of turn-based RPGs mm-hmm. uh, in the Yakuza mode mold there. Uh, where, you know, you get a dude it's like, hey, you need to catch them all. You know, with these uh, these different, like, lowlifes you find around the streets. Kind of thing where you, you know, fight them and add them to a database. Mm. I think it's called Sujimon yep. in the game. Uh, that kind of system. You know, there's summons that are in the form of, you know, uh, friends you call or hire to come and do mm-hmm. these elaborate, you know, attacks. Uh, starting off with a dude that's very much like an, a, a boxer type that yeah. just comes and beats the shit out of a dude kind of thing. But yeah, it's a uh, a game that's really worth checking out uh, that does a lot of fun stuff as the, the main character is like a big Dragon Quest fan. Uh, so he kind of, at a certain point, just becomes delusional <laughs> and imagines things as being, you know, like a a hero kind of RPG Mm-hmm. thing even when it's you know just running around on the street and beating up people that you find that kind of stuff uh so yeah that's worth checking out uh let's see the next game the tony hawks pro skater one plus two cross-gen deluxe bundle which gets you the ps5 and ps4 versions 
uh, plus the the extra uh, deluxe DLC they put in the game. I don't think it's all the DLC, but I think it's at least uh, mm. some of it there. But that is a remade collection of the first two games, but actually good. Unlike the the time they tried to remake the first game on the uh, XBLA and PSN, which wasn't good. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you got all the the levels and uh, tricks and that stuff, and I think even some stuff added from uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three mm-hmm. that uh, comes back with a lot of the uh, the same soundtrack with some new stuff, and yeah, some some options for creating your own parks and sharing that with other people, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the original roster plus some new people as well. Mm. Uh, definitely well worth checking out if you're into Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games or I uh, haven't even checked them out yet. Mm. We're checking out. Oh, yeah. Uh, those games are particularly great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the last one here is just for the PS4, Little Nightmares, uh, sort of a spooky... A uh, little adventure kind of game. Mm-hmm. There's you're kind of going around uh, trying to escape from these various areas with full of uh, bad guys and you know survive. So that is uh, the PlayStation Plus essential lineup for the month. Uh, we should have the extra and deluxe uh, premium stuff for next for this month next week as uh, they. Uh, get to have that big updates there. We might, we might get that announcement this week actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's a, it's a good lineup for PlayStation plus. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see for games with gold. Not quite as good. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, let's see. First up here for the modern games, Calico uh, for August 1st. Uh, that is a game where you're running a cat cafe uh, managing it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, heard some all right things about this one. Um, maybe not the greatest game, but if you're into those kind of games, maybe all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, starting August 16th, Scourgebringer. Mm. Uh, that is a roguelite uh, game where you're kind of going around in kind of a Metroid-y kind of map, uh, fighting dudes and all that kind of stuff, getting perks to improve your character and all that. Uh, pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll check it out. Uh, let's see. For the older stuff, I believe both of these have been repeats. So if you've had games with gold for a while, you probably already have these. Uh, mm. For August 1st, there's Saints Row 2. Uh, the Saints Row game before the series really broke out. Uh, so this one still has a bit of the trying to be a GTA clone kind of thing to it. Mm. Though they get a little bit silly here with you know sewage trucks. Uh, shooting poop all over the place mm-hmm. on houses to lower their value, whatever whatever you need to do. Uh, that's a pretty decent game to get, but yeah, repeats. And there's Monaco, a sort of co-op uh, heist game mm. uh, where you can team up with up to three friends to try to take down these various challenges, that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, has a nice look to it, but... Yeah, that's also already been on Games with Gold. So uh, we got one more month of those older games, and we'll have to see if they go out with a bang or not. Uh, but yeah, it's an all right lineup. Nothing nothing amazing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we have uh, some news for 
PlayStation Plus stuff where they have announced that uh, alongside Yakuza Like a Dragon, the other Yakuza games are coming to uh, PlayStation Plus Extra and Deluxe or Premium. Yeah. Here over, let's see, I think for August, uh, that second update we get for uh, Premium and Extra will include uh, Yakuza 0, Kiwami, and Kiwami 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yakuza 0 is kind of the uh, the earliest of the Yakuza games, at least that have been localized. There mm-hmm. are probably two others that take place in like feudal Japan kind of era that really should be localized at some point uh, for just adding more Yakuza stuff. And, mm-hmm. and that weird Yakuza zombie game that got brought over, like Yakuza Dead Souls, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, should also be sort of prettied up, improved, and brought over as just like a maybe another collection of the uh, the spinoff you know chapters. But yeah, Zero's the first game in the series introduces you to uh, Goro Majima and Kiryu Kazuma Kiryu, uh, sort of their beginning of their careers and mm-hmm. uh, or their stories in this yeah uh, series. Basically, it takes place like way back in, I think it's like the mid 80s. Like uh, the late 80s. Yeah. Right before like the, you know, the oil shocks hit and Japan's, you know, booming economy kind of went down the shitter. Uh, so like it's all, all of it is like all these, it's a big, a big thing that the story goes on about is this whole idea of like how, you know, the city, you know, city's full of like rich, yuppie assholes. So, Yeah. <laughs> And also deals with the immigration of you know other Asians into Japan and how that has yeah. upset people like the Yakuza. Yeah. To be and to be completely fair uh, to the Yakuza series, that the the they take that issue pretty seriously. Um, yeah. It's surprising, like how much, like it, how much like social commentary you'll find in the series. So you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then there's Kiwami and Kiwami 2, the first two games as they were made. Uh, the PS2, I think Yakuza 2 was also on the PS2. Mm. Uh, might have been a early PS3 game. Might have been. Uh, but yeah, Yakuza, uh, the first one was kind of one of those were made in the, the wake of Grand Theft Auto. It was like, oh, we got to get big names on this. Mm. Uh, and it probably suffered for that because that's those games are not yet uh, Grand Theft Auto games. Yeah. In any way. Uh, nope. But they got a duo over here. Um, like the Kwame is made in the Zero engine and Two is made in the Six engine. Mm-hmm. For to make that weirder, so that those systems don't work the same. But uh, those all three of those will be out later this month. Mm-hmm. Here, uh, yeah, part of the premium catalog coming out later this year. There's going to be. 3, 4, and 5, which are all just straight ports of the PS3 games. Mm. Uh, as the, the story of Kazuma Kiryu kind of continues. Mm-hmm. Like one of them, he's like working at an orphanage of sorts. Mm. Uh, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, then there's Yakuza 6, which will be on extra and premium. Uh, that is the conclusion of the Kazuma Kiryu story. Mm. Uh, I believe also kind of a wild one. Mm. A wild game, so... Yeah, soon enough, uh, by the end of this year, you'll have access to all, uh, let's see, eight games that have been released so far, Mm. uh, which is a lot to go through. These games 
are oh, lengthy yeah. games. Yes, they are. <laughs> and they are loaded with content. In fact, you can some of these games you could literally spend hours doing other things and never, you know, further the story at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny because the Yakuza series is one that um you'll get as much as you put in. Mm-hmm. Um if you just mainline like the uh, these stories, yeah, you get a pretty serious, you know, uh, Yakuza gangster uh, storyline. But if you actually take the time, you know, really enjoy what you're doing, you also have one of the most insane, nonsensical packages you'll ever oh, get. Oh yeah, and um, I mean, like if 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 you follow any meme culture at all, like you would be deadpan to not see anything from Yakuza because you have some crazy, crazy karaoke, you have dance scenes and Yakuza, like a dragon, you have the main character acting like the main character from dragon quest, mm-hmm. because that's what he's, he's a fan of. They have all these um, parodies of other things in gaming. And it's just absolutely fantastic. And yeah, like the way Sega is supporting both these subscription services is, is fantastic. Like from, from Yakuza to persona, there's a whole lot of content that Sega is providing these platforms. So if you haven't tried them by all means, go ahead. But once you do, you will be pulled. Oh in yeah. And, uh, you won't be getting out anytime. I'm soon. hoping eventually that they're going to, if they haven't already, they're going to bring over the, uh, the, um, the Fist of the North Star game that was made using the Yakuza engine, uh, because I think it's been out for a little while. Yeah, it might already be out. Um, but yeah, if you like the Yakuza games and you're also a Fist of the North Star fan, you'll want to give that a try too, because it's just as goofy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's get to the other big subscription service, Game Pass. Mm. Uh, Microsoft has announced the games coming out at least in the first half of the month. Uh, stuff is available now. There's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one good Ghost Recon game that's come out in the last like 10 years or so. Mm. Uh, let's see, also available now uh, for PC only, Shenzhen IO. Mm-hmm. That's sort of a programming puzzle game uh, for people that want to... Uh, Put their minds to the test on that kind of yeah. stuff. There basically you go. Like a, it's basically like a, I think like a sort of programming slash coding simulator. Um, but uh, it's a, a very in-depth one, and it's it it's it's got a pretty in-depth storyline to go along with it. So yeah, uh, let's see. Also available now, Turbo Golf Racing. Uh, I've played a little bit of this. is on PC and uh, Xbox. This is basically what if. Uh, Rocket League was a golf game instead, uh, and it works pretty well. I would say the controls are just off enough to really fuck with me as a Rocket League player mm-hmm. that has put a thousand hours into that. Uh, I think it's because the the lock on for your camera to the ball is like a soft lock on, so when you get closer to the ball, it it locks on versus having a way to like in Rocket League to mm-hmm. switch it on and off at will. So you can kind of maybe get your bearings straight before you hit at the ball, mm. that kind of thing. But yeah, you're playing eight-player matches. It picks three random courses or holes to do for the match, and you try and get the ball into the hole as uh, quick as possible. Mm. And sort of, you know, Mario Kart-style racing tournament points. You know, most points to the first and all the way down to one. Uh, it's in early access, so... Uh, there's no achievements or uh, anything like that. So there's 
Mm. Things are still got to work on, so hopefully they get to that stuff over the course of development. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's also on Steam as well. I think 10% off for that, so you can check it out. Mm. Uh, definitely worth uh, keeping an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest here are not out yet. Uh, as of August 9th, Two Point Campus will be on there for console and PC. Mm. Uh, that is the follow-up to Two Point Hospital, uh, focusing on sort of a college campus as you're building, you know, uh, the places for classes and hiring staff and running with all the kind of the, the weirdness that goes on in mm-hmm. uh, those games. Yep. Uh, so there you go for that. Uh, August 11th, three games are coming out. Mm. Uh, console and PC cooking simulator. Yep. Uh, this is a cooking game of sorts. I have not had a chance to play it yet. I see it all the time on sale on the Switch for $2. Mm-hmm. I have not pulled the, the trigger on that, so I'll probably just Continue to wait. I know I've seen DLC for this for like, oh, you can cook pizza now and a couple other things like that uh, that they've added to the game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how serious or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, to that, especially compared to a game like Cook, Serve, Delicious, which is more of a uh, sort of a food truck or, you know, uh, like a lunch restaurant kind of deal Yeah, there where you're making a lot of uh, quick, quick access kind of stuff. Not necessarily fast food level, but mm-hmm. maybe a little more than that. But yeah, it's uh, probably nothing like that. That is accessible because it's all you know, keyboard buttons or face buttons on your controller kind of thing uh, for the the actions it asks you to do. This one I think is a little more uh, intense there. So, uh, but let's see here. Just for the PC, there's Expeditions Rome, uh, which is a turn-based RPG. Uh, featuring, you know, the the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can check out August 11th. And the other one is Offworld Trading Company, mm. also only for PC on August 11th. Uh, yeah, Mars has been colonized. Now Earth's greatest corporate titans have been invited to build companies to support it. Mm. The competition to dominate the market is fierce and is fast-paced economic RTS. Mm. So it's kind of a, an RTS game. So there you go for that. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's it for this first half. A little light on stuff, uh, but I think they'll have some decent stuff later in the month. So yeah, that is uh, as it for your subscription stuff. Mm. Uh, some neat stuff there. But uh, yeah, let's get to the rest of the news here. All right. Uh, Sony announced that a big PS5 firmware is on the horizon mm-hmm. here shortly. They have a beta going up now. Yeah. Uh, codes are going around for that, so you might still be able to get into it mm-hmm. uh, before it comes out probably in the next month or so. Uh, but it brings some big stuff. Let's see, 1440p support. Mm. Uh, so people with 1440p monitors, uh, maybe TVs. I don't know. I think it's mostly a monitor resolution. Uh, we'll be able to finally... Uh, play games at that resolution. Yeah. That stuff. Uh, so you can enjoy that. Uh, let's see. Gameless, which, from the way to describe it and the way that I've seen it described, this is very much like the groups on the Switch, where it's kind of hidden in your library uh, versus something that's on the home screen, like you would expect for folders. 
but it lets you have up to 15 game lists, 100 games per game list. Uh, and they can be in games can be in multiple lists. Uh, so you don't and they don't have to be installed here yeah. like they did on uh, folders on the PS4. So mm-hmm. a little more flexibility, but I think the the big knock I've seen is that the the order that you uh, click on the games to put them on the list is the order they stay in. There's no uh, way to swap them around, at least not yet. So uh, that's maybe something if you're wanting to keep them in alphabetical order or whatever. Uh, but to do a lot more work oh, as a yeah. result. So uh, let's see what else here. Easier access to in-progress activities. Uh, yeah. So a number of games have activity cards for just like uh, jump in and resume where you left off, or you know jump into this type of mission, or load into this multiplayer matchmaking stuff kind of thing, and you have to go a bit down on the game screen to access that stuff. So now they're bringing that up. So now right near the top where it, you know, offers to play the game, uh, should be a button that says resume activity to continue where you left off for games you were recently playing. So make it a little easier for people. Yeah. Uh, let's see some other stuff for the friends list for making it easier to share screens and join people's games. Uh, that you're in the parties list and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some other stuff in there, but uh, those are kind of the big ones there. Uh, so yeah, looking neat. But yeah, that's uh, something to keep an eye on. Oh yeah. Uh, what hasn't gone well for the PS5 firmware are accolades. Mm-hmm. A feature they announced uh, early on. Yeah. Uh, that made a lot of sense because it's like, oh, multiplayer kind of sucks. That uh, there's lots of ways for people to tear you down and talk shit all the time. Yeah, uh, this is a system for saying like, "Hey, you're very helpful in this match. Uh, you did a great job," kind of thing. Being a very positive kind of thing. Unfortunately, with the way online multiplayer culture goes, this was hardly ever used. Yep. Uh, not so much in that uh, people necessarily uh, knew it existed because not many games really surfaced it super well. Mm. Uh, so, as they've said, in the fall of 2022, the Accolades feature on PS5 will no longer be supported. Uh, the feature hasn't seen the levels of usage we anticipated, so we're refocusing our efforts. We encourage the community to continue to send positive messages to one another. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that was kind of the the whole thing. I've seen it in a couple of games. I think Destruction All-Stars was one where after matches you could be like, oh, send this person an Accolade kind of thing. Mm. But I think a lot of games are starting to do this on their own. Mm. Uh, Multiverses kind of has a system for uh, in the like final screen, be like, ah, toast these people. Mm. Uh, to be like, ah, kudos, great match uh, to them kind of thing. Uh, Call of Duty, I think, has something similar, and there are different other games where that's uh, a thing that they're starting to realize, like, hey, we need more ways for positive reinforcement in multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's super easy to just tear people down, uh, especially if there's any sort of chat kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, like the, the writing has been on the wall for this one for mm. a long time. I mean, if you were to ask any of us what an accolade was at this point in time, I wouldn't even be able to tell you. And I play with my PS5 like almost every day, so mm. uh, you know it's 
it's unfortunate when you don't see the audience really uh, respond to like anything you create, especially if it's for like the positive stuff that Sony wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to support it and you have to give it a reason why you want to like make use of it. And they never did that. So fortunately, it's it's gone. And it's 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 sad considering like um, the PS5 has only been out for a couple of years mm-hmm. now. So yeah, but. Uh... Yeah, they want to focus more of their attention on things people use, especially if devs are not uh, as interested in using the system feature versus doing it on their own. Mm. That's probably where it's better better spent, especially if they're making games that are cross-platform, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, people you're playing may not necessarily have a PlayStation account mm-hmm. uh, to send niceties to. So, uh, but yeah, speaking of niceties uh is the opposite of that facebook mm-hmm. they're terrible yeah and we know the company is technically supposed to be called meta but fuck them they're facebook oh they're both yeah uh the big issue that people have had with the meta quest 2 is that it required a facebook login uh they were finally relenting in not requiring that if you didn't want to Mm-hmm. Uh, that was supposed to go live here in August. At the same time, they have announced an increase in the price of $100, uh, mm-hmm. something that rarely ever happens, especially for a platform that is doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the the 128 gigabit version is going from 300 to 400. The 256 model is going from 400 to 500. And it seems to uh, be a result of a number of losses the company is having a uh, big time where, you know, like Apple and Google are doing work to minimize sort of predatory data mining stuff that advertisers use on, you know, the browser and apps and such. And conveniently Facebook loses $10 billion as a result of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you guys, oh, it seems like it was aimed at people like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also this, uh, the VR part of their company has also lost a good bit of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think partially because they have tons of people working in those departments. I think I've seen head counts in the range of like 70,000 people, though some of those are probably also working in more general terms of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, may not just be focused solely on the VR company, but may have responsibilities tied to them that would entitle them to be counted among this. Uh, so they are rectifying some of the uh, those losses, which was more of a loss leader strategy with the pricing of the, the headset. Yeah. Uh, making it nice and cheap. And they have, you know, gotten a lot of units out there, but, you know, they are a big company that has recently got some, some big wounds, financial wounds that they want to heal by racing prices. Mm-hmm. That is one way and hope that the, the the word uh, from the community helps uh, smooth over any sort of issues mm. uh, that price increase causes. And I think the the only thing they're really doing big to try to smooth that over is including a code for Beat Saber. Yeah, uh, which is like a thirty dollar game. So mm-hmm. taking like a seventy dollar increase if you didn't already own Beat Saber in some form on the. Uh, the Meta the Oculus Quest storefront, whatever they call it. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, 
Definitely like a, a very Facebook way to react to this kind of stuff. As yeah. Been very much focused on making lots of money. Mm-hmm. And the Quest 2 is one of the rare instances where they said, ah, oh, fuck it, we got lots of money, we can deal with it, and uh, now they have less of that. So mm-hmm. they are making inroads to trying to make it more financially viable. Yeah. Which I think helps out Sony a lot, as they're increasingly getting more news out there about PlayStation VR 2, mm-hmm. and having the competition being you know $100 more gives them more... Uh, confidence in whatever price they're aiming for. I don't know. I'd say maybe 500 would be what they would like to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to see. But yeah, that helps out them a lot. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Facebook doing a rare thing for hardware manufacturers and increasing the price. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, and that should have been uh, taken effective as of August 1st. So uh, if you. Did not catch that news earlier. You might have been able to get one earlier, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Grab another headset that isn't tied to a company like Facebook. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. As Danner mentioned, the the big Mario Kart news for the week is that's the the second wave of tracks for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has come out. Mm-hmm. It's part of their booster course pass that has I think six waves. Over the course of two years, through the end of next year, uh, it's a wild thing to think about. Uh, the second wave is out now with two new cups, eight tracks total. I think one of them is a new track. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch from Mario Kart Tour, uh, one from the Wii game, GBA, uh, the DS, N64, Super Nintendo, I think two Tour games. Mm-hmm. And one original, it's Sky High Sunday. We got lots of snow cones and ice cream and all this kind of stuff oh, right there. Yeah. So, very Markhart style of tracks uh, for you. So, if you haven't grabbed that course pass, you can. Uh, if you have the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack, it's uh, free as a part of that. Part of some of the like DLC things they're adding to that service uh, for Switch games, so we can check it out now. We'll see how long until people start just complaining about when Wave Three is happening. Yeah, uh, but I bet that'll be out before Christmas. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see. Also out now on the Switch is a neat game here, uh, a Japanese Neo Geo Pocket Color game called Mega Man. Uh, Battle on Fighters. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a collection of two games. Uh, yeah, portable bundle of two arcade games, Mega Man The Power Battle and Mega Man 2 The Power of Fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of which are also included in the arcade, uh, Capcom Arcade Second Stadium Collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, arcade games is a Neo Geo Pocket Color uh, sort of port, which means it has a very unique style to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the the screen itself is kind of a it's almost like a three by four kind of arcade style screen. But yeah, the the Neo Geo Pocket Color was a really neat little handheld, uh, kind of like a Game Boy Advance, but instead of a D pad, it kind of had like a almost like a a rocker switch, like a, a rocker stick kind of there that's acted as your sort of D pad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but yeah, this game is is sort of a boss rush game mm-hmm. of sorts. You have Mega Man, Proto Man, Base, and Duo. Yep. Uh, to engage in a series of boss battles against Robot Masters from Mega Man 1 through 7. Uh, a total of 40 bosses in the game. Players gain mm-hmm. character data by defeating them with the added goal of filling a personal database. And that was also very much influenced by Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Which you could use uh, a link cable with uh, the Neo Geo Pocket Color to swap those around. But that's not a thing on the Switch, so that functionality is not in there. Mm. Uh, but the game is eight bucks, pretty solid if you want more Mega Man content, yeah. and very kind of colorful Mega Man content too, mm-hmm. even more so than the original games were. Uh, so there you go, Mega Man Battle and Fighters out now on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, let's see, we got a game coming out later this month. Uh, next week we are OFK. Yeah, a game that got announced at I think one of the PlayStation. Uh, showcases in the past year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming to PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC August 18th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just a game that looks pretty neat. It's a, uh, I think I looked at the PlayStation blog post for this game, but they described it as you know how bands have you know their uh, their big like mm-hmm. uh, documentary that's about their starts and the troubles they had before they found the the exec that believed in them and helped them make it big. And and then, you know, the rest is history. Has mm-hmm. stuff. This is about a digital band yep. uh, that uh, is sort of telling the story of their beginnings yep. as they're sort of struggling. And the yeah, it's, it's an episodic thing, five episodes. Uh, I think it's a weekly episodic thing. So you get the first episode on the 18th and, the second episode the the week after that so it should be finished in September to have the mm-hmm. whole thing uh but yeah, it follows the lives of four friends in their 20s they attempt to break into the music business mm-hmm. i think each episode has one big song tied to it i think all the the music is also on spotify yeah so you can just listen to the music there if you want uh but yeah, they have lots of interactive dialogue stuff to talk with uh different people uh, texting you can do with people in your band, that kind of stuff, mm. as well as uh, interactive music videos to play. So, yeah, that seems pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. How, how often do they do they sorry? How often do they say they um, release a new episode again? Every week. Every week. Okay. Yeah, because like that's honestly the main thing that I wonder about in regards to another episodic uh, game here. Like I I love these kinds of games, but the one thing that like takes me out is. Uh, not knowing when the next one would come. You know, that happened with Life is Strange, you know, The Walking Dead, and uh, there's this one. And um, We Are OFK is kind of like the uh, indie version of uh, Deathloop. Like, you'll always hear about it, and it's 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 never going to stop. So uh, it's awesome that it's coming out soon. So. Yep. Uh, I Am 8-Bit will be doing a physical edition of the game for PS5 and Switch mm. for 30 bucks. You can pre-order now, as well as a uh, vinyl for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that want to go that route. So, yeah, looks neat. Looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. I want to see how this goes. Yeah. Uh, coming out next month in September, Post Void. Mm-hmm. Uh, for PS5, PS4, and Switch. This was announced in, I think, a PlayStation Indies 
uh, sort of showcase where they announced a bunch of stuff over the course of a morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was supposed to come out in July 21st, uh, but they ended up delaying it uh, about two months. Uh, this is a game that is very much kind of like, hey, what if we made like a psychedelic uh, Doom kind of mm-hmm. game? Uh, it's got all that kind of weird stuff about it. Oh, that, yes. <laughs> yeah, that looks pretty neat. It's been out on Steam since uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be coming to consoles for the first time. Uh, that looks pretty neat. Uh, so there you go. You can check that out next month. Uh, in November, Square Enix is continuing to announce new games coming out this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're releasing, like, seems like 50 games in the next few months. Uh, but they are, as they announced a, another classic game, Tactics Ogre Reborn. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a port of, what is it, Let Us Cling Together. Mm-hmm. The PSP version uh, remade uh, with some some new visuals and upgrades and such. Yeah. Uh, it's coming to PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC November 11th. Mm. So right after... God of War, Ragnarok. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it'll be $50 mm-hmm. uh, for a physical or digital standard edition on PS5, PS4, Switch. Uh, digital only standard on PC. Mm. There's a premium edition that includes the game's original soundtrack. will also be available for PS5, PS4, and PC for $60. Bucks. Mm. Uh, pre-orders... For the standard edition, include a selection of three songs from the soundtrack. Uh, pre-orders for the digital deluxe edition include the Tactics Ogre digital mini soundtrack from 1995. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's neat. So the yeah the the original game was a Super Nintendo game mm-hmm. that I don't think came over originally. Uh, no, uh, it came over after uh, the success of Final Fantasy Tactics, which yeah. was. Uh, the 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 director of Final Fantasy Tactics he actually kind of became famous with this, um, and then that allowed him to get on that other title. And when it actually came out, it came out like three years after um, it originally was released over here, and it was not very well received at the time, uh, mostly because again it was in the shadow of Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing I remember about this lore, about like story wise, is the fact that it's basically a fantasy version of the Yugoslav Wars. Like the whole game is basically about how, after a you know a, a really like strongman king passes away, this country that's made up of like all these different kingdoms and ethnic groups immediately starts to disintegrate, and they start killing each other over the most insignificant thing. And, like, the, the people who worked on it have said, like, yeah, we were watching what was happening on TV as Yugoslavia slowly came to pieces, and we kind of channeled it into this game. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that was remastered on the PSP. Mm-hmm. Well-received there. Uh, but it's kind of been stuck there for a while. And now this is a, you know, an HD port of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some knocks here uh, as they... Uh, try to describe the graphics, the unparalleled details of the characters and backgrounds from the original Tactics Ogre having her created in high definition. 
While the detailed pixel art that gives the game its unique feel has been preserved and enhanced, they turned on a smoothing option. Mm. So that's how they've preserved it. Yeah. I don't think, I'm going to guess they haven't, they're not going to offer that as an option. So you can have it just the the raw, dirty pixels Mm -hmm. versus the smoothing. Uh, They've updated the UI, uh, you know, make it look better on a TV and all that. Uh, I believe they've done some gameplay improvements, some sound improvements, uh, stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the original composer. Hitoshi Sakamoto has re-recorded the entire soundtrack with the live orchestra. Mm. So it should sound even better. Uh, for this, yeah, they've redesigned the battles. Uh, the battles of stuff is a see, new character leveling system and battle are just beginning of updates to the battle system. Mm-hmm. Uh, building all work best in the original Tactics Ogre and Wheel of Fortune. And uh, yeah, Tactics Ogre, Ogre Reborn incorporated new elements as part of an overall redesign of the battle system. And yeah, so they, the units just level themselves versus a class-wide level management system that was in uh, the last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so each unit advances different depending on its class. Making for an elegant system lets players theory craft their way through endless combinations of equipment, skills, and magic for each unit. And the player can consider the bigger picture, deciding on the overall composition of units to bring into battle. Mm-hmm. There's like a bunch of stuff there uh, for things that have improved and all that. Mm. A lot of art of the characters in this game, if you want to learn more, if you didn't play it originally. But yeah, it's neat they're finally uh, doing something like this. Yeah. I think what honestly is that, uh, yeah, Square Enix has kind of figured out now that they have a market for bringing all of these older games over here. Yeah. But not if they are Final Fantasy 1 through 6. <laughs> or the old Dragon Quest games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, um, I feel like this announcement really came out of nowhere. Um, this is uh, an IP that uh, Atlas has had that's been valued for a long time. So um, all of a sudden, Square Enix uh, saying they have the rights to definitely comes as a surprise to me because I, I, I never knew about it at the first place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, like, what 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 makes me uh, really wonder about the direction of this game uh, is the fact that I think this is the second or third time that we're having "Let Us Cling Together" be remade. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you guys remember, they also had the Knight of Lotus on GBA, and then they also had Ogre Battle '64 Person of Lordly Caliber on the N64. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the latter of which, the one on N64, like I was too young to play, and I think you can probably find a physical version of the game for like 200 bucks on eBay or something. And then um, the the Game Boy Advance one, like not as expensive because you know you can easily find a ROM for that. But um, yeah, uh, it comes in a sort of like crowded time in general, and I'm wondering if uh, this strategy of Square Enix just like releasing whatever they have uh, this year is really going to go anywhere because you know you're having a lot of uh, stuff that just looks samey. But hopefully, this actually hits with the ogre fans and you know let us cling together is obviously the highlight of the series oh, yeah. so hopefully it works out yeah uh the problem screenings has is that there are a ton of games waiting to get ported over oh god yes especially if you just look at final <laughs> fantasy where people are like hey when are we gonna get like a proper version of final fantasy tactics mm-hmm 
because the, the original had issues with the localization. Uh, the PSP version had uh, performance issues. And people were like, well, hey, you've done all the other th- you know, PlayStation era Final Fantasy games. How about tactics? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe throw it in a collection with the advanced games. Mm. What about Final Fantasy 1 through 6? Those are on the PC and they seem to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe worth bringing them over so you can have every game in the series on one platform. Mm. Uh, yeah, they got Dragon Quest, they got a bunch of games out there. It's like, a lot of them that are waiting for them to uh, just uh, give the budget to do the proper work on them and mm-hmm. bring them over. Yeah. I mean, they have like, what, uh, this year alone, four or five tactics games just coming out. In the meanwhile, they're sitting on the gold mine that is FFT. And I'm like, oh, maybe later. Yeah. Uh, let's. I mean, like, they, 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 they do have a couple that are like, you know, brand new IPs and triangle strategy and, uh, it's like called the Diofield Chronicle, so you know at least there's people working. Yeah, yeah. But uh, let's see. Also happening in Japan is Bit Summit, mm-hmm. uh, which is a conference around indie games in Japan, mm-hmm. a market that you know didn't exist more than like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you maybe had a couple of indie devs over there, like Q Games and some others, uh, but now it's much much bigger. As you know, a lot of Big names in the Japanese industry left to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. You got Igarashi and his team over there doing uh, as much of a bootleg Symphony of the Night as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, a couple of games here that got announced that were pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inti Creates announced a new game called Grim Guardians Demon's Purge, mm-hmm. uh, which is very much a Castlevania game. I mean, Castlevania, Castlevania, not Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm. Maybe more of like a uh, Blood of uh, Rondo, Rondo of Blood uh, kind of game where it's linear Castlevania, but it looks really nice and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, the interesting thing here, uh, the two main characters come from the Galgun series. Yep. If you don't know what that is, that is uh, essentially like a light gun series uh, where... These demon hunters uh, are, you know, looking for demons, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they accidentally, it seems, uh, cause chaos by making every girl at a school super horny for the main character. Yeah. So that he has to fend them off by shooting them with, like, pheromone arrows. Yeah. Oftentimes, shooting at their naughty bits, yeah, if it can to achieve ultimate climax, and it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, you literally—I mean, there's nothing terribly lewd, but from their body language, they are literally just moaning all the time. You hit them with so many pheromones that they just bust a nut and then pass out. Yeah. Uh... Like there's lots of aspects to those games of like, hey, scan them all to find out their measurements, yeah, and all this kind of stuff. I think even like the like the Steam version offers a way to make the clothes kind of see through. Yeah, they can see their underwear. Uh huh. Of these high school girls. Oh yeah. So you know, but this has none of that. No, nope. it's it's a Castlevania game. 
Uh, mm. Maybe there is. Maybe they find a way to get that in there. But uh, the two main characters you're playing uh, kind of at the same time. I think you can switch back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one girl is a ranged gun attack. The other girl is a melee, you know, close range attack. Mm-hmm. So you're swapping back and forth as the enemies demand it, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, they also mentioned there's like a style system that's you know as you're playing well or in different ways, the game may change a little bit so that you see different contents on mm-hmm. uh, successive playthroughs, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, kind of a, a neat game and a, a weird uh, set of characters to build it around. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's why it's called Grim Guardians, because it's the Gal Gun girls. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, no dates or anything on this yet. They're just announcing that they're working on it. But probably another good game from Inti Creates. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of game they make, and they make a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, but let's see, the other game from Bit Summit that I thought was interesting is Q Games announced Pixel Jump Pixel Junk Scrappers Deluxe for the PC. Yep. This game was initially an Apple Arcade exclusive. Uh probably still is in some form. I don't know if it's leaving that or not. Mm-hmm. Uh but they have said they have reworked this game for the past year for PC. Mm-hmm. It'll be coming to Steam and Epic Game Store. No date yet. Uh but it is kind of a Game about cleaning up the streets of Junktown mm-hmm. and trash anyone who gets in your way. So kind of a beat 'em up of sorts, where you're also you're playing uh, with up to four players, a squad of robot garbage collectors, working to clean up a grimy city in the not so distant future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the streets alone, or form the ultimate team with up to four players. Time is money in Junktown, so stack that trash high and toss it to your squad. To mm-hmm. boost efficiency for bigger rewards. So yeah, you kind of deal with all sorts of trash and dudes to beat up and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a, a game that looks pretty neat. I'm always up for more Pixel Junk games. So mm. there you go for the the Bit Summit stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up here, we're getting closer to this AEW game coming out at some point. AEW Fight Forever. Mm-hmm. I believe it is being published by THQ Nordic. Mm. Uh, they have announced, yeah, Ukes is working on it, but making it very much like a No Mercy, mm-hmm. uh, WF No Mercy and 64 game. Oh, yeah. Uh, visuals don't quite look like that. They look more modern, but definitely a step down from probably the high budget stuff that WWE is doing mm-hmm. with 2K, but they've announced like a bunch of. The uh, match types and all that kind of stuff that are in the game. Uh, but yeah, it has a career mode. So you create your own uh, custom character who completes matches and stories over the course of you know, a schedule. Uh, you're in points by winning matches and completing objectives. That's then you can use to enhance your stats. Uh, there's online multiplayer match types, you know, single, tag team, three-way, four-way. Letter match, there's Casino Battle Royale, which is the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Balls count anywhere, which is, you know, no worry about uh, any sort of counts for being out of the ring. Unsanctioned Lights Out, which I believe is your hardcore match with weapons. And then Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch, which, you know, speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they got the suite of creation modes with custom wrestlers, movesets, entrances, arenas, and editing the confirmed wrestlers. And you can check out the lineup of announced wrestlers they have in the game. A lot of the stuff you would expect. Uh, Cody Rhodes in there, which is weird because he's in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think everybody else here is still in uh, AEW. So, yeah, uh, no date on that yet. It's supposed to be out later this year mm. uh, on everything, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. So uh, that'll be happening at some point, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is a game that I remain cautiously optimistic about. Uh, I mean, like, there has been some stuff, some stuff floating in the rumor mill about uh, Kenny Omega uh, butting heads with uh, one of the Ukes developers who actually did do some work with the uh, Aki system with the N64 games. So the reason why I'm optimistic is because the N64 wrestling games from THQ were among the best that I ever played and still are. And and I'm, I'm not the only person that believes that. So if AEW in any way rekindles that arcade yet, uh, yet simulation play that, you know, No Mercy, WrestleMania, WCW, NWO Revenge had, then I'm all in. Um, and then, you know, in, in regards to the modes here, um, it's pretty general. Um, I, actually, part of the trailer was uh, leaked. Uh, on, I don't know whether it was on Reddit, but someone posted it on, on IGN like earlier this week, and there were things like mini games in there and stuff like that. So um, visually, the game doesn't look all that impressive, and the, the box art is pretty shit, if you ask me. But, um, you know... Uh, Kenny Omega wouldn't put his name on this like if it wasn't a good game. So I have I have that hope. And again, yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic and I can't wait to uh get my hands on it. Um I'm already in uh THQ's inbox about this one, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. So yeah, it looks like that should be pretty neat. Uh but yeah, also coming out later this year, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, November eighteenth. As everything is crowding up in November, it seems like at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had a big Pokemon Direct that revealed a bunch of stuff about the game. Mm. Uh, still not everything, but we got a lot more of an idea of what this game is like. And it's sort of a, an expanded open world uh, Pokemon game. Mm. As they you know, mentioned the, the bunch of areas in the game. Uh, you have like a general phone where your apps are on it and you know your Pokedex is on that as well as the map app and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they do mention that the, the story is kind of more freeform than it has been. Mm-hmm. But there's kind of three grand stories as they describe it in the game where you can kind of play, you know, weave in between the different stories as you want. The The main one is sort of the the old school, just go to every gym, beat them, and become the ultimate champion. Uh, and you can kind of go uh, to the different gyms in whatever order you want. Mm. Uh, so you don't have to uh, necessarily limit yourself there. Uh, but they do have two other stories. I assume one has to be around the legendaries and the stories around that. I don't know what the other one would be, but uh, yeah, they do mention you kind of Jump around between them mm-hmm. as you see fit. So it's more like a proper open world game where they have their different storylines and such going on at the same yeah. time. Uh, so there you go. 
And they do mention that the you know, the Pokemon League and the special class of pro rank Pokemon traders uh, who have achieved the champion rank, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So you can work towards that. Uh, they, yeah, they revealed the the gym leader of one of the gyms, mm-hmm. Grusha. Yeah, who's a professional snowboarder, but now is the gym leader mm-hmm. of one of these gyms. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah, your like professor is more of a teacher at a school, mm-hmm. as they describe it here. So a lot of your like tutorial stuff will probably take place there, mm-hmm. and where you meet, you know, your other rivals and such people that'll help you out yep uh yeah they describe some of the friends here the other stuff and it seems like the the big like way of powering up uh your pokemon is the uh the terror terrestrial phenomenon mm-hmm. which you use these terra jewels to uh increase the uh power of your pokemon mm-hmm. gives them some sort of special ability i believe Mm. Uh, you know, there are 18 types of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Let's see. Yeah, I think the, the gist of it is uh, the Terra Jewels. And when, when you use their uh, Terra ability, you can change their type to uh, to that specific type. So, um, like, if you had a Pikachu and you had, like, the Terra Flying Jewel, you can change him to a Flying type, which would make him uh, interesting because it would... Uh, Flying types are weak against rock types and electric types. Mm-hmm. So if they were to go against like like a geo dude, like they 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 die faster. But at the same time, makes it strong against things like bug and ground types. So it's it's definitely something uh, different as far as like the gimmick. Every generation, uh, this one actually looks like it has some main, main mainstream appeal here. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see more. Yeah, they did mention the the legendaries that kind of turn into vehicles. Mm. Um, I believe motorcycles kind of stuff they have different modes for like swimming, gliding, sprinting uh, that kind of stuff to make it maybe more uh, fun and enjoyable to get around the map mm-hmm. uh, sort of like some of the, the different Pokemon you could ride in Arceus so mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of a, a wild thing to have they announced more Pokemon including a dog Pokemon that is made out of dough called Fido Mm-hmm. D-O-U-G-H. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think if you pre-order this, you get a special Pikachu mm-hmm. that knows the move Fly, which you normally cannot learn, and its type is Flying. Mm-hmm. So you get like a, a special Pikachu there uh, for pre-ordering that stuff early. Mm. Uh, so yeah, there's a, a lot there, and I think the story stuff is probably... Uh, some of the big stuff that still has to be revealed what the other stories will be about. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they mentioned like terror raid battles and co-op stuff and all that kind of stuff in here. So if you want to learn more, you can read this or watch the the directs themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there were things for the other games as well. So Pokemon Go and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. That one's looking neat. Yeah, definitely some cool information here. Obviously, Pokemon is Nintendo's uh, crown jewel as for 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I unfortunately didn't have time to actually watch the Pokemon Presents thing, so I'm not really 
uh, in tune with everything that was announced. But you know the the bullet points here. Um, you know, aside from picking your starters, you you have absolute reign to go wherever you want to go. So you don't have to go through the, you know, the typical what one path to the eight badges anymore. You can go wherever you want. So I'm I'm assuming the the uh, Pokemon gyms will level as such and. Um, yeah, the legendary Pokemon that can be turned to motorcycles is interesting because uh, last I checked, you become a Pokemon trainer when you're 10 years old. And I don't think a 10-year-old should be driving a motorcycle. Mm. But, uh, you know, Nintendo, well, Nintendo there. And um, it looks really fun. Um, I had a lot of fun with uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus when it came out earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And um, it's crazy that we're, we're, already getting, we're already going to get the real um, next Pokemon experience, you know, less than uh, 10 months after. And it looks, by all accounts, like this looks like the one. Mm. This looks like... Red. The, the, the best Pokemon that's ever been made, and hopefully it can uh, stand up to that point. And uh, unlike uh, Pokemon Arceus, where the trailers looked like they were chugging, uh, these actually looked fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because like it was all just you know uh, non uh, non engine content, but uh, nothing looked like looked like it was chugging here. So there's reason to be excited that this one was made all the right ways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was some more Nintendo news. Uh, they had their end of the fiscal year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they talked about that uh, Yeah, the Switch as a whole has surpassed 111 million units sold, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot, but it is also down at 23% year over year from the, uh, the quarter last year, mm. uh, which is sort of a trend that everybody's having. Uh, at least Sony has announced you know, a downward trend in there. Uh, PS5 sales as such, and it's, it seems very much like, yeah, we've kind of uh, popped the the, the pandemic uh, you know, bubble mm-hmm. of the sales that kept the, the gaming industry kind of just going up and up, because mm-hmm. people were staying at home and doing their thing, and uh, had money from you know, the, the checks and such to maybe spend on some some consoles here and there, if they could get them, kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And yeah, that seems like a thing that has kind of popped for a lot of companies here, uh, where they're kind of down. I think Square Enix has announced they their unit sales for uh, of late has been down from last year. Uh, they probably released a lot less than they did last year, but yeah, it's uh, kind of thing that's going on a lot. And yeah, the base switches sales are down 60% in Q1, which is probably more. There's less of those compared to the light and the OLED model mm. of that stuff. Uh, yeah, software is down too, declining 8.6% for this quarter. Uh, it hit 41 million software units sold, which is down from 45 last year. So yeah, they got stuff doing pretty well, but just not as well as last year. And people are just out and about, you know, for the summer, mm-hmm. uh, end of school year, not not as much spending to have with uh, uh, all that's going on. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of the a weird sign of what's uh, to come here. Is you know, yeah, I mean, like that being said, like you know, looking at the sales being down twenty three percent year over year. At the, the the bottom line here is the Switch still sold 111 million units worldwide. Uh, that is not a number to sneeze at. Nintendo is still making money hand over fist here. They just aren't making money as fast as they were the last two years because obviously you know we're we're still in the pandemic. But the difference is we're 
um, we're out and about now. Like the all of the um, all all of the lockdowns are now over. You know, uh, be that as it may, uh, and that's affected the entire industry, uh, not just Nintendo. Um, it's also affected the mobile in such a way where um, you're seeing a lot of companies uh, have layoffs. Like uh, Jam City just had some. Uh, you had Unity uh, had some like a, a few weeks ago. And, you know, you're also seeing a lot of uh, game development and, and publishers uh, uh, by each other. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely a strange time. But, you know, sales being down, it's 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 really tough, tough to say there. And it's, and it's funny that like some of the analysts are um, saying it, it, it's about the chip shortage. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I I scroll on Twitter and see that Wario 64 is posting that the Switch OLED is 50 bucks cheaper on Woot.com. So, you know, they're. If you really want one of these things, they're they're available. So, yeah. But you know, it's yeah, sales are down, but th- these companies are still making money. Oh yeah, that's that's a, get that twisted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of an interesting thing that's happening because there's a lot of fear and fear mongering going on. Like, are we going into a recession or not? Yeah, what's going on? It's like doesn't it seems like it's a lot more complicated than the way that some people want to try to simplify the, the science mm-hmm. of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so like, Oh, we're going right into a recession, but the, the monthly jobs numbers are going up every month. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then like, let's not forget the last time we went into a recession, all that did was prolong the, uh, the gaming generation. Like, uh, I think it took a significantly long time for the PS3 and Xbox 360 generation. To end, mm-hmm. And because we were in a recession during that point, but let's not forget that um, people are still having trouble finding those, finding the current consoles available. So mm-hmm. I know that it's only a matter of time before we hear about new iterations or version twos of these consoles. But until like you know, um, it, it pretty much goes what I was goes against what I was just saying. But until we start to really fill that demand for them, um, you know, they're 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 definitely going to be um, some 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 standstill there. And you know, like. Like we've mentioned, like no one's staying home anymore, so that's a huge component there. Yeah, and it seems like uh, and I've seen Sony has said they are planning to increase their production here for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. get more PS5s out there in a more regular uh, consistency. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they pretty much already have. Like once they came out with the Horizon bundle, uh, I've seen them sit on the PS. Uh, on the PS5 site for for a few hours. Yeah. And that, if you told me that last year, I'd call you crazy. Yeah. But no, it, they're, they're sitting. So. Yeah, I can find about I can find like the prices down bundle like on like a uh, Walmart and Best Buy for like six hundred ninety dollars. So yeah, I mean, like I've 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 never seen any in person yet. Yeah, but like if you were to search online, it shouldn't be that hard. Hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though Rami Ismail managed to find a bunch when he uh, was finally able to go. Uh, home to Egypt, uh, where his family's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talked about the political ramifications of not going home for his twenties, because otherwise he'd be conscripted into the army. Yep. There, uh, so he recently got his flight license mm-hmm. uh, over in the Netherlands, I believe. Yep. Uh, though I don't think he flew home. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he just took a flight home, sort of celebration of that kind of stuff. Um, was took a picture of the sword. Like I don't know what you people are talking about. PS5s being hard. 
to find. He's shown a shelf with tons of them. I imagine there's other stuff going on in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Causing those things to stay, so... I mean, I don't want to know how much an Egyptian PS5 costs. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, it's going to be good news for people that have the money for that stuff. Uh, those things will be more and more readily available. Without having to follow accounts to tell you the random times they go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, see here. We've got two more stories left. Last one here, or the second to last one here, Coke Media mm-hmm. has decided that they don't want to be called that anymore. Yeah. Uh, so they have changed their name to Play On. Yeah. But P L A I O N. Yeah. I imagine there's probably a company that's got the Y in there. In some way, but the uh, the logo also irks me because it kind of looks like the OnLive logo. <laughs> uh, yeah. The way the online logo looks, it's, it looks like this, but if it was more circular, mm-hmm. but it's still largely that same kind of look to it. And it was like, this makes you look like some shitty second rate mm-hmm. tech company. Uh, but I assume probably a big change, a reason for this change is they don't want to uh, as their profile increases to be uh, linked to the Koch brothers. Well, Koch brother, there's only one of them now. But yeah, yeah. Uh, they probably don't want to be associated with Coke Industries at all. In fact, uh, every time that this company comes up in the news, uh, you know, you'll always hear in, in the in the comments saying, "It's like, are these guys related to the Koch brothers somehow?" Uh, they're not. They're a German company. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that got annoying after a while. Yeah, and you probably don't want to be uh, even just coincidentally related to a a group that has done a lot of uh, rich people evil stuff in this country. Or just for litigious purposes, I mean. Yeah, well, no, that's fine because they're a different name, but. Oh, that's probably, 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 that's probably, but, probably. But you don't want to be a you know, associated with evil oil barons who've done everything can to try to prevent climate change. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things to happen in this country in various cities and states and such. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just using their money for some of the most evil stuff they could do uh, Mm -hmm. in a legal way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, there you go. Play on, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the, this whole thing is weird. I mean, like, first of all, I don't think the average gaming consumer even knows who Coke is. Um, you know, I'm, I, I do a random Google search, and I see the main uh, game that I know out of this, like, okay, Saints Row, Payday 3, uh, Metro Exodus. Great. Um, a, lot of these, a lot of these games are good, don't get me wrong, but I don't think this is something that a casual gamer knows about. Um, the the deep silver label means more to me than Coke media does. And uh, yeah. So making the kind of change, first of all, you know, I, I, I know absolutely no, no nothing about the, the Coke brothers. So th- th- this is all complete news to me. Mm-hmm. But then like, if you were to ask like a casual gamer, you know, to uh, pronounce Coke media, like, I don't know if you were to ask me, I'd say it's cock, you know, that's, that's, so let's, let's go ahead and change it there. All right. Let's go ahead and change it to play on. Okay. From the way it's spelled. I mean, Brandon, if, 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 if you were into gamer and I asked you to pronounce that word, would you say play on? I would probably say something like ply <laughs> Exactly. 
I rest my case. So you go from Cock Media to Plyon, and you know, in in their uh, in their fine print here, they say, uh, "Oh yeah, we um, we're, 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 we're what we're spe- spelling like obviously says Plyon." I'm like, "What? Well, why couldn't you just use a Y with a dash somewhere?" Like, I'm sure you know some other company owns it, but you know, the research and development team could have um, done something else to like make this, you know make more sense i mean chris even mentioned the logo looks like on live like i don't know they just completely dropped it here and the everything from the press release to the announcement video in my opinion is absolutely laughable like when i when, when i first heard this a few days ago i was i don't know uh dumb stuff but it is what it is uh, let's see if they release a game that anybody cares about in the next five years and uh yeah we'll go from- yep uh yeah i was looking up what would have been called a play on like the way you would normally spell it. And yeah. it is like a, uh, a service for recording uh, shows on your PC, mm-hmm. sort of like a digital DVR of sorts. Yeah. Maybe some more nefarious purposes for it. Cause it's like record from Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, HBO max, Disney plus and these yeah. others like, Oh, okay. It's one of those things. So, yeah, that may be why they have to give this a dumb spelling. And I, I would just probably say if you have to do a dumb spelling to get the name you want, you probably should think of a different name. They could have just gone Embracer Media or something. <laughs> yeah, but they're also not, you know, all of Embracer. Mm-hmm. They just fixed their whole thing where they had uh, one of the publishers named THQ Nordic and the whole company named THQ Nordic. So I don't think they would want to do that again by naming one of their their groups embracer while the overall companies named embracer mm-hmm. she's like come up with a better name yeah i know it's hard but you can do it mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're just like play is a thing you do with games what's the name we can do with that mm. cock play yeah so there you go uh, uh last story there you go last story here the uh, headline for the show today. Yeah. Uh, last story here: Activision Blizzard is apparently back to their old tricks. Uh, yeah. When the Raven QA was looking to unionize, mm-hmm. uh, Activision Blizzard hired the company uh, legal company Reed Smith, mm-hmm. as well as being part of their whole, you know, investigating the all the nasty harassment stuff and all that that was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, also brought in conveniently some uh, know-how on union busting. Mm-hmm. Luckily they failed. Uh, yeah. They tried to uh, get the NLRB to uh, vote against it and they did not. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we talked about how the team at Albany, uh, Blizzard Albany, uh, formerly mm-hmm. Vicarious Visions, uh, had mm-hmm. voted, uh, their QA team had voted to unionize. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like Activision Blizzard has responded in kind by yep. rehiring Reed Smith uh, yep. to do their thing, I guess, or yeah. fail again. Yeah. They get paid either way. So, yeah. Uh, trying to use some a lot of the same tricks, like, oh, the, the small team, QA team, should not have a say for the entire studio. Yeah, these guys, all they have to do is talk to the people at Raven Software and know how to deal with these guys. 
Yeah, uh, they, uh, people at Blizzard Albany have been sounding off about this, mm-hmm. uh, saying instead of following Microsoft's lead and committing to a labor neutrality agreement, mm-hmm. Activision has made the clear and conscious decision to deny us our basic labor rights, uh, once again spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on a union-busting firm, mm-hmm. uh, Albany Game Workers Alliance, which is organizing for things like better pay, health care, and work-life balance, among other issues, were in a press release Wednesday. Groups at Activision Blizzard is re-enlisting the help of Reed Smith, an organization that offers union-busting services in a futile effort to delay recognition. Mm. As workers tell it, Reed Smith intends to urge the National Labor Relations Board to deny the individual QA group's right to unionize. Yeah. Uh, Any other Activision Blizzards put out a statement saying, let's see, given the significant impact this change could have for roughly 150 people in Albany, we believe every Employee in Albany who works on Diablo should have a direct say in this decision. Uh, it should not be made by fewer than 15% of employees. And went on talking about how they've, you know, integrated the QA with the rest of the the team. So, you know, there are people working with, you know, the gameplay team and the design team and the art team and all this to make sure everything works better and all that. So they, which is a, a legit tactic to use just for uh, speeding up, you know, feedback and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but also can be used for union busting to split these people up from being able to talk to each other. But it's also like, you know, discord work is a thing that exists, you know, Slack texting, all this kind of stuff. They have means of talking to each other. They don't have to be physically next to each other to communicate. Mm-hmm. This isn't the eighties. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't think this is all going to work. No. Much like the last time. Yeah, and I'm, like I said it earlier, I am guessing they actually are talking to the other folks over at Raven, because uh, I'm pretty sure that these guys are going to use a lot of the same tactics, and Raven's like, look, they're going to tell you this, they're going to try this, this is what you got to do. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they get paid either way, and they can fail all over again, so. Yep, so, yeah, there you go, Activision Blizzard's still up to their old tricks. And the thing is, even if they succeed this one time, the momentum is still on the side of labor. Um, yeah. You know, other places in the gaming industry are unionizing as well. So it's really only a matter of time at this point. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think that is going to do it for this week. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening mm-hmm. uh, to the shows. Uh, and stay tuned for another slate of news next week we'll see yep. you all then uh thank you to brandon danrib for joining this week always uh we'll be back next week and yeah if you enjoy the show feel free to let friends and family know they should check yeah. it out uh and don't do anything to make them push you out of the door lock you out so you have to die in the heat uh with yeah. no water uh it is basically hell on earth all over the country and the yeah. world and it will probably much continue to that be until probably middle of September. So stay hydrated. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. We hope you have a good week ahead. We'll see you all next week and have a good one.